you just want to copy this link and bring Harvin? Sure. Uh, should I just? What do you mean? Oh, on the yeah, because we Wait, have just, time. Let's just go to go to. If you go to, I'm just gonna forward. I'm gonna forward it to Harv. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what you should do. Um, I'm gonna call him. Yo, are you uh, are you at a time you can step away or no? Uh, I'm probably like 15 minutes away. I'm just about to get into the pre-check line, so I'll be through that pretty quick, and then I can talk. Oh, Bryce, he said he's 15 minutes away. Okay. Should we just like hop off for a while? Yeah, that works for me. Are you guys like on a time crunch? Um, I, honestly, the, the the flow that we've got that we got working right now is we're kind of off the charts, but yeah. we can we can risk it. We can risk it with the uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. So I'll let you know when I'm ready. Cool. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah, that sounds great. And did you flex on us and say you're about to get in the pre-check line? Oh yeah, baby. Yep. We we've been on that one. Yep. Don't worry about that. Awesome. Sounds good. I'll talk to you in a second. Okay, sounds good. Bye. So at some point he went from I guess he's not at the bar anymore. He's at he's the airport. In the airport, yeah. <laughs> Somehow that happened. Who are the five left? Jake, Julie, D, Austin, and Katura. Okay. I don't want any of them to win. Is that can we is that an option? Can we text Jeff and just two winners next season? I will take the million. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, let's give the million to the pod. That sounds even better. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, coming at you live. This is Voting in the Majority Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Bryce Mulder. I, I, it is so good to hear, see your face, Bryce. And I don't have to tell the listeners that uh, Andrew Harvey is not joining us today. Um, had some business obligations on the East Coast that was had nothing to do with visiting me, of course. Um, <laughs> Bryce Mulder, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Michael Gutierrez, great to see yes. you as well. Happy to be here. Real excited. Um, this is our first one-on-one episode. And first one. I cannot tell you how stoked I am. I think this is this is going to be good. I, I'm a little worried we might it off track but knowing oh. us andrew harvey kind of is the yeah the guide to our ship but you know we're the entertainment or at least exactly. the entertainment. this is I'm all entertainment here. we're all gas <laughs> no breaks today we're gonna get some facts wrong we're gonna get some episode oh yeah uh, stuff is certainly gonna be out of order um take everything about... we say with the grain of salt yeah today just make, maybe a handful like, yeah just a handful of salt be careful with um, what we say yeah, but I would say this this episode is going to be best enjoyed with a beverage in your hand. Um, just kind of winding down for uh winding down on your Monday or Tuesday night. Um, getting ready for what do we have? A seven hour finale coming up, something like that? Something. Oh, they should just do twenty four hours, just keep the <laughs> just cameras rolling the whole time. Yeah. Um follow Jeff I throughout think, his I, day. I think that we talked about that maybe last in a you know, um yeah pilot podcast how like i bet you there'd be some level of like imagine if you're just getting ready yeah. to like you're like tuning into the i don't know the they could call it like tony's crow's nest like that's what you or mm-hmm. spy shack and you like are just watching when something crazy is going down uh, granted that'd be you know, so cool I'm, 20 of the hours is gonna be horrible but oh 100 but imagine logging on you know 8 a.m before work you're eating a bowl of cereal or whatever and all of a sudden jake finds an idol like Did- Jake Imagine finds an that. idol. <laughs> You're going uh, to work talking to your coworkers. Like, did, did you just see him find an idol? Guys, guys, log on to the stream. Log on to the stream. Yeah. 
six months later the episode comes out (laughs) (laughs) oh god i didn't even think about that stupid um on a a six we're on a six month tape delay stream um (laughs) so bryce and i did we did think about hijacking the episode and just talking about fantasy football we got a big playoff matchup going on right now but we determined when Bryce got off to a big lead that we were not going to talk about it. So mm-hmm. don't worry um, to our listeners. You guys are good from that. Um, we'll spare you the details. Maybe next week we'll, we'll give a little update yeah, we'll on that. Maybe potentially. Maybe. Um, so we are final six last non-finale episode. Um, Emily just went home. Someone that I think that we had kind of fallen in love with a little bit slowly, but surely um, Bryce, anything you know, one big thing that you want to talk about for this episode? Any small things yep. you want to talk about for this episode? One small thing, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit before. Emily did go home, the star in everyone's eyes. You know, we we love Emily on this podcast, but I want to give just a little, poke a little, or point a little, shine a little light. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but let's let's take a little look. We're going to go to the end of the episode here. Yeah. Right? End of the flash, episode, we're jumping forward, forward a little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A great editing tool by Survivor. So we're going to use it here on the pod. <laughs> Emily's sitting there watching, watching the whatever tribal council. And she looks pissed off, man. Yep. It's like just it's Emily from night one. Emily from episode one and two <laughs> was just all of a sudden back sitting there on our screen. So I don't know what was said to her at Ponderosa. <laughs> I don't know if someone said, listen, Drew and Austin were not team Emily. Or yeah. something went down with Caleb, but Emily was right back to Emily that we knew and we loved from episode one, where we spent forty minutes bashing her. She was yeah, just all of a sudden sitting there. Had nothing negative to say about episode one, episode two, Emily. Um, <laughs> it kind of reminds me. It gets me in a little bit in the holiday spirit seeing it. To be honest with you, because it reminds mm-hmm. me of like New Year's resolutions, like the beautiful, yeah. beautiful character arc that Emily had. Like. At least once an episode, it would be like, I know people say they change on Survivor, but I really, I mean, I really change. I'm really changing. Yeah. And that's like me and my New Year's resolutions for the first two and a half weeks. Like I am different. Like I am ready yeah. to go and I'm I'm a changed man. I maybe yeah. I read a few pages of a book every night or mm-hmm. only drink four or five nights a week. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's Saturday and everything <laughs> so goes like, down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're back. <laughs> this this year we're gonna we're gonna try again next year um uh, which would make her a great return player but I think that's her, a, yeah yeah but i think that's a well, great observation i want to th- throw another one at you here you know emily she thought she changed she got again she went back into her regular life on ponderosa and realized that screw that emily is a bitter person and she loves being a bitter person but let's go to drew Getting voted mm-hmm. off real quick. Sorry, again, we're flashing way <laughs> forward here. Yep. But Drew, this man, he goes uh, on his exit interview. He says, yes. he, he says, you know, there's probably a lesson to be learned here, but I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think right before that, too, he was like, it's an age old tale of a young man who's too confident in his game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, it looks like you knew what was going to happen to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh and he was and we'll we'll get into it but drew was he was on he was on something the last couple episodes he oh, was man. feeling a little comfy yeah. um he was a little too worried about his analogies and his limbo bar and that he was talking about that he forgot to play <clears throat> the game of survivor there for a second yeah well but he's in the content business so 
<laughs> really, <laughs> really no concerns. Um, okay, so into the episode, the remaining players, as we know, D, Austin, Drew, Julie, Katura, Jake. That's our final six. Um, the first four names that I read, I'm getting into my confessional here, something that yeah. something that's important to me. Those first four names, the Reba four, um, ah, I cringe every time I say that. I just they don't they don't deserve that, especially the way they've treated each other the last three episodes. They mm-hmm. don't deserve that. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but I want to talk about Katura and Jake. We've thrown him a few bones over here. I think that Jake's uh battle with obesity, he was not a good student. Yep. He w- ended up going to law school. Um, like I think both of these are probably the two. I would say probably the two most interesting characters that we have left on the island in terms of a kind of what they've been through. Now, granted, yeah, I have said a lot of things like that in the past. <laughs> I've yeah. been terribly wrong, but I think I'm right here. You, um, went, you said Katura had no adversity. Now I she's think the I most said... interesting person on the island. <laughs> I think that I did say that. No, it was Seth that didn't have any adversity. Sean. Um, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Um, also had a tough go of it um okay these are the only two they don't have a chance to win zero chance for either of them to win i think if you could slice let's say that we think d and austin are the favorites right now if you slice them both off drew or julie would beat austin or or katura or katura Mm -hmm. or jake in the final same any way you slice it um i have a tendency to feel bad for them but as i was thinking back on it Katura and Drew specific, or Katura and Jake, sorry, mm-hmm. have had so many opportunities, especially Reba, the four Reba members did not have majority at nine. Yep. They were just these two former Bellows, I believe, both yep. former Bellows. Yep. They were complacent in letting that Reba group just move along, move along, move along without forcing the issue. And yep they continued to have chances to shake up the game. They would have had to work with other people, but that's where you leverage your social game. That's where you do all that stuff. And they just didn't. And now mm-hmm. they're in this situation where, and they were just happy to be a vote, be a vote, be a vote. And eventually one day further, right? Like one day further, like, one day further. Yep. We've seen this happen too often. Now, if you had just picked off one of the four Reba members, like, and you can find a way to get to final three without any Reba members, then I can support that strategy. You make a late game push and have like a big impact. I think Gabler mm-hmm. did a late game push. Mm-hmm. Marianne had a late game push. Erica had a late game push. Yep. Who's the other winner that we've had? Oh, Jam Jam, who was, I mean, Clint. just a whole game push right yeah. there. Yeah. They talk about start fast, go in the middle fast, and then you end fast. <laughs> um, okay. But Katura and Jake completely let the opportunity pass them yep. by. I think that the four Reba members are not necessarily winning this game. They're just not losing this game. I like granted, it. granted, D put together one of the better efforts that we've seen in just this like 48-hour span. So we'll Yeah, she's had her- two back-to-back bangers, really actually. Bangers. Um yeah. and she's D. not her social game is, I guess, you should just make people fall in love with you. I don't hey, know. Is that it. how it works out there? I, I see you so. and your I see you and your curls. I know that must be what you what <laughs> you be rocking with. That was that was the, that was the bright strategy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not afraid of it. Um, no, so I yeah. think that I want to go Katur and Jake, man. They've had the majority majority 
basically the entire game. They, the the Bellow Six was together the entire time. The, the tribe was together. I guess it wasn't necessary, necessarily a, an alliance. But the funny thing about it that I just keep coming back to is like, as soon as Bruce leaves, Katur mm-hmm. and Jake can all of a sudden work together now. And Katur and Jake, after they finally talk to each other, are like, oh, look at us coming full circle. It's like, there was no full circle. You guys weren't on bad terms. It was just that one of you wanted to work with Bruce and one of you didn't want to work with Bruce. Like, yeah. And it's it fascinates me because if we go a step further, they have the same job. Katur and Jake are both lawyers. Like they have yeah. things that they could probably bond over and probably find a connection over. But again, it was their own wrongdoing and Mostly Katura. I'm going to put most of the blame on Katura I would, here. I have higher expectations for Katura. I do too. Because she <clears> was this whole time she's trying to... Her game plan is to fly under the radar, I guess. Because she didn't want to come out as a lawyer and all these things. And she's kind of been flying under the radar. And Jake wants to play. And Jake mm-hmm. needs someone that wants to play with Jake. So, mm-hmm. you know, like before, before we got on here, you know, you said Jake had his weekly little episode where he goes oh it's time to play survivor you know <laughs> it comes every week it does he's no longer gonna he doesn't want to play a tree in the school play anymore he's done with yeah. that he's ready but you know the best Dude. part is he didn't say he didn't say he wanted to play the lead he's like i just want to play like someone's mom or something like he said i want to be like a side <laughs> character yeah. that was disrespectful to mothers everywhere i did not mean to say that mothers are side characters just caught myself wow there. yeah it's okay but we knew what you meant we knew what you meant. appreciate you um, that confessional of Jake when the he theater? the theater was so good, dude. That was one of my favorite confessionals of all time. He just went into this little tangent and he goes, starts talking about a play that he was in and then just dude. disregards it and is back to survivor all of a sudden. I um I will say, like, it's really cool seeing people like on Survivor specifically, but just generally in life, like mm-hmm not steer like when they find something that they're passionate about and they just get lost in it for like a little bit like i think that that's super cool mm. and i was i bet you that that confessional inspired more than one survivor fan out there oh yeah i kind of feel like they could switch things up they could potentially switch things up and then of course they see jake not switch things up but you know you gotta <laughs> learn from others mistakes um but it's a, uh yeah it's a we tale can get as old as time we can Jake get flowers though. Up. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's um, an idol find. That is an idol find. Oh, is that? Is is that is that not an idol find? Did we? It is an idol find. It's Sorry, under I'm, review. Just, I'm looking at my notes. I I had to I had to make sure. No, it is an right. idol find. It is an idol find. Do we like the placement of the idol from from Survivor here? That's what I want to ask. Was because in the, was it in a room? It was in oh. the it was in the boat. He found the clue in the tree, and the the idol was in the boat. Also, um, I just had the greatest idea for Survivor ever, and I'm gonna share it with you in a second. But I want to hear your thoughts on this first. Wow. Um. Okay. I love it. I'm not gonna let you lose it. I'll be quick. I don't like this location. I think it's a pretty. I don't think that it's mm-hmm. as risk. I don't think it's as risky as they think it is. And I also think that. I don't know how often they're going out on the raft. It might not be that exactly. often. But like, like ever. If you are going out on the raft, you're like, oh, look at this cap on the raft. Yeah. <laughs> like, how yeah. long has it been there? Did they just put the cap in there? Has the cap been yeah. in there and has it been empty the whole time? Yeah. So mm-hmm. those type of things. 
yeah, I just, I don't like it. I wish it was under, like, it would have been really interesting episode if they would have said, hey, it's underneath the shelter. Like, so Jake they're gonna has make, to go. They're, they're going to make Jake dig again, like Bruce was digging under the shelter. Yeah, exactly. But in front of, you know, Drew, who's babysitting them. So I thought that would have been an interesting one. You know but, what, actually? Okay, sorry. You, nope, have great, no, you have a great idea. No, no, no. I want to hear, you know what, actually. Did he, this is what Bryce and I could not determine pre-episode. Um, a better survivor host <clears throat> maybe would have fact-checked it before we got on, but we just figured we'd roll with it. Uh, Bryce thinks that he found the idol and the clue to the idol between reward challenge and immunity challenge. I thought he found it before reward challenge. So yeah. I think a cool hiding spot would have been like, you know how they started for the reward challenge on those rafts? A cool mm -hmm. location for it would have been like behind the raft. So like instead of jumping out and swimming, you have oh, to jump yeah. the other way to get it. <laughs> and grab it. That, that, yeah, yeah that, that'd be interesting. That would be a um, cool one. I like when they put it in the challenge like that too. Like you remember when Kelly Wentworth during the challenge had to go grab it from one of the, they had like a cart or something. She, Michael shaking his head. I, I, I don't remember that one. I remember Jeremy's though. Yeah, Jeremy's as well. Um, Sarah also found one. Yep, mm. season 40. Sarah found one in her survivor winning season. No, spoil no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Winner season. Come on, Bryce. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, here's my great survivor idea, though. Oh, almost forgot. Survivor hides like three, four, five of the same clues around camp. Yep. For the same idol. Create the same urgency. Clues, same idol. I like that. And does it say <laughs> this is this is one of four? This is one of four clues. Oh, that would be so good if it said like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That would create even if it's like only one person finds it, it would still create a new dynamic. But imagine so if so much like, urgency. Yeah. And imagine if the clue was tough and all of a sudden like four people found it like four different days and everyone's like looking for the same idol. Like, oh, that'd yeah. be so good, dude. That would be uh, really good. We'll see that by by season 50 or something. We'll see. Do we want this to keep going to season 50? I'm losing. I mean, we just this is we just got into this podcast and I am losing steam, but I'm a company man, so we're gonna keep it rolling. Uh <laughs> did you have a confessional? Did we cover it? My notes are less expensive yeah. than Harv's were. It's um, okay. I have a confessional. I need to see. apologize. Oh, but also look, I think that's important. You do need mm -hmm. to apologize. We haven't really mentioned much the D and Austin couple stuff yet. And that's because we yeah. think that Survivor wants us to. And so as soon as I know yep. what you want me to do, good luck. Not going to do it. Yep. <laughs> good I love fucking it. luck. All right. <laughs> On to Bryce's watch. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, my confessional for the day is just an outright apology. Um, I don't have anything written down, but um, this is this is from In the heart interns didn't get something written up for you in time no i asked them i asked them we fired we had to fire a couple of interns today we're budget job, budget job is, yeah. but in fact actually He's the real good. story is that's why harv's not here anymore yeah, yeah. can't pay a salary anymore ultimately it just was not worth worth the, yeah. the, the dollars okay let's hear it bryce all right so my confessional today is about drew and for those dedicated listeners, the one out of the 13 of you that listen every week who make it to the very end of the episode. And that one is me and Harv. So but... <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> but the one who makes it to the end, I uh, I had a, I think 
Michael last week said, hey, we're going to do winners next week. Because we kind of yep. winners picks going into the last episode. Great idea. Can't wait to do it today. But I said, if unless something drastic happens, my winner pick is going to be the same and it's going to be Drew. And I want to apologize <laughs> to all, all the listeners out there because that is just the worst take I've had all season. <laughs> and I've had some bad ones. I've had oh, some God. absolutely atrocious ones. This was the worst episode for Drew, and there has been some terrible cuts yeah. from him in the last couple. I just go back to when he was on the island with Jake, or when he was on the beach with Jake, calling him yeah. a mafia boss. Like uh, once that happened, we we should have reconsidered who Drew is. What was what was that one where he was on the beach with Brando? He was at camp, and Brando was like, "Hey, I'd really be up for working." The with Nerd you. Alliance, <laughs> and, and, and Jake's like, "No." No, no, we're Drew, not doing Drew, that. Or Drew, like, no. yeah, sorry, Drew is yeah. like, no. yeah, Jake. Believe it or not, Jake was not included in that nerd alliance. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. Drew was just like, no, interesting, but I'm good. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. So he's had some moments, and Bryce he's stuck had some with moments. him. I stuck, stuck with, with him. him. I really liked his game, but I think there's. I just want to bring attention to a few things. One, just the absolute insecurity this man holds is mm. is. I'm not I don't want to poke fun of it poke fun at it at all but there like I think he really does have some insecurities here yeah um, and, and like with the reward challenge when he was um just kind of like I was always pick last you know it's the same old thing here when he's right. when he's still in a he's in a great position but it's I understand it's difficult he's having a tough time and is bringing up some memories but when you see that little switch when it goes from all of a sudden, everything he's saying is, oh, we're in the final three. We're good. We're doing this. I think that just is showcasing a little bit of his insecurities here. And he's like, listen, like he's trying to overcompensate yep. for being worried about not being in the group, part of the in-group. And I think psychologically, he was having a very tough time there. And I think that's why you saw such a drastic change in his behavior, especially not saying anything when he was leaving, just the way he, he was reacting, the way he was talking at final or at the tribal council. There was just a lot going on that I, I honestly felt a little bit bad for him in the moment. And I think that what you're what you're alluding to is also probably a lot of what why we're seeing Emily snap back into what she and we are mm. gen, we are generalizing. We saw about seven yeah. seconds of Emily, <laughs> seconds. and we are and we are like, well, she's back to normal. Yep, <laughs> zero growth. Um, interesting about Drew. I think this is a whole. I would, I would I would love to hear you and Joey talk about this. There's just the mm-hmm. psychology behind um, big plug. I think going to therapy is super helpful. And I think that a lot of confessionals, a lot of confessionals mm-hmm. kind of have a similar vibe to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like you're just, you're talking through what you're thinking, whether it's positive, whether it's negative, you're kind of debriefing. Mm-hmm. The issue is you're doing that with yourself. And like, I think we all romanticize, you know, Oh, I can identify this problem in my life and I can, what, what can I do to internalize it? But it's so important to have someone lead you through that. Mm-hmm. When you're doing mm-hmm. that all by yourself, like then you see these switches that Drew's having and you're just like unstable yeah. and you're inconsistent. And that's super, um, that's a super interesting dynamic that survivor. It is. Very much so. It does. It very much showcases it. You know, what's funny. So I'm going to plug again. We're talking psychology on survivor here. And I, uh-huh. and I've been telling you, I've been reading my book. Chapter I read last night was talking about how psychology studies used to be so much more insane. Like we think the Stanford prisons 
prison experiment, right? Like mm-hmm. just actually causing Ted, harm to people. Shout out to shout out to Ted Kaczynski, man. Misunder- <laughs> mis- uh, misunderstood dude. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but they were saying Survivor is the new place where we can fuck with people's psychology. Because you don't have to go through any approvals to get things. You can just put a waiver on there and say you're playing for a million dollars. And now you can completely mess with people and see the boundaries that we can push them to. And we're really pushing them to so many mental boundaries in terms of like exhaustion, um, just this, the cognitive distance, dissonance, like, yeah, everything, the hunger, the in-group, out-group, like the need to be wanted. And we saw this with Drew right now was he's not getting that all of a sudden like we are pushing people to their boundaries and it's just like wow we're really it's really crazy what survivor does it is real. Uh, i could just start rambling about this yeah i feel like that is and just having jeff as a consistent positive voice that's always questioning you you always mm-hmm. need an explanation um mm-hmm. interesting yeah and i it think is. that we saw we saw drew kind of fall victim to that and um we have it was all a tough way these, to go man well and you know you no, no one could have seen it coming so especially not you <laughs> me. i mean if if there's one thing this season has shown i am i don't got the greatest picks sometimes <clears> i mean <throat> I'll, I'll throw some hail marys and i'll get some good ones but there are some bad picks in, in my in it's, my repertoire it's, well, it's like being a it's like being a gambler it just takes a couple like plus 600 plus 700 you know bets in yeah. order to to really you know feel something um, and then you can throw out as many like regular takes as you want, but you you hang your hat where it needs to be hung. Um, exactly. Last thing I want to say about Drew, and I do mean last thing. If I mention Drew on this podcast again, you can just cut me off. Just kick me out of the Zoom room. <laughs> okay, um, perfect. Go- did a little Google search with our former colleague, Harv, and said he's six foot two. No if chance. He, if, if he's six no two, that makes, that, that, makes, that makes D four six. It makes yeah. Austin maybe five four. He's like he's at least six seven. I I took Dude, a picture a, of him next to Jeff Probes, and he's like it's like Drew's neck, and then the top of Jeff's head. So <laughs> Wait, I just want to. How tall is how Jeff? I, I I could make a, a that could be um. Let me get an intern on it right now. There's um, no chance Jeff is below five ten. No, it said he's five ten. Plus his New Balances have at least. Is he a new balance or is he an Adidas guy? I think he's at least an inch. I don't know. Dude, he should get some like some of those Air Monarchs, man. Jeff would kill it in those. Like those calves could rock whatever, whatever they want to, (laughs) to be honest with you. Um I cannot believe that. I'm gonna call, I'm just gonna call out Survivor. Get your vitals right. Get your vitals right, because that's gonna Mm -hmm. and that's gonna impact. It makes a difference. It's gonna also gonna impact people's preseason picks. Like this stuff matters. It and matters, you're treating man. it like it's you're treating it like it doesn't and it's exactly. disrespectful um it's lazy exactly. and if I'm i would have seen if i would have seen six six on the board i would have freaking taken him one it, overall you know? imagine how funny your ass would look if drew actually is six two like you're a full <laughs> 11 inches taller than this guy yeah. i don't know wild you'd look out there anyway insane. he just looks so i love so that big. um i love that yeah. Uh so I think we got our confessionals done. We got our one small thing in. That's a yep. um and then we successfully avoided, at least for now, the Dean Austin relationship stuff. Um mm-hmm. which feels super good. Uh I think 
there's a lot more in this episode that we can talk about, but I think that we can get into that as we walk through our winners of the week or outplay, out outlast, and outwit, don't you think? I think that's a great plan. So do you want to start with your um your picks or do you want me to, to lead it off with our outwit, outlast, outplay? Um, I think we're actually we're not very similar. We're kind of similar. Uh I'll start. Let's start with yeah, okay. Let's just go with our outwit. Yeah. Which is the same, I think. I think we both started with the same outwit. And I think we did. Yeah. Because I, I only got one down, and I'm pretty sure I was just... Okay. Say it on three. One, yeah. two, three. D. D. Well, that was not on three, but yeah, D. <laughs> oh, I should have said say it like A, B, C, D. Ooh. <laughs> that would have been good. All right, wait, stop. Let's run it back. We're, yeah, yeah. we're starting this one over. <laughs> we're start, starting the whole podcast over again. <laughs> I'm going to uh... nail that. I'm going to nail that joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh out so this was out outwit outwit correct so d, d. what do you want to say about d oh d <laughs> she at end of last episode mm-hmm. used her or used her relationship that she had built with austin he ends up disclaiming that they're going for julie Everyone votes for Julie and she plays her idol because D lets her know about it. Mm-hmm. Now, this episode, she has the same choice to make. Can she show Austin the same loyalty mm-hmm. that he showed to her? Mm-hmm. And I think he it's so unique because she said to Julie two episodes ago or last up ep- two episodes ago okay. that D that Austin was her number one and Julie's like, I'm going to take out Austin. I'm going to write Austin's name down. And she said to him, that's my number one. Now, Julie's faith in D and her relationship with D really pays off this episode because by not telling Austin about the plan, Mm -hmm. D kind of shows that maybe Julie is her number one. Maybe Mm. she's earned a little bit there. Mm. Even if she's not, like, the relationship with Austin matters, what they're doing pre, they're going to visit each other, um, have some good PG fun, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But but she's showing a lot of loyalty to Julie here. Um, that's a great play by Julie. But for D to have the wherewithal to not tell Austin, or maybe she did tell Austin, but and maybe and he did. I don't. So I thought the same thing. I went back and watched the tribal again just because I wanted to make sure. And he was very surprised. And he voted for. He voted in the same direction Drew did. So he was not expecting it. But that could have also like that. Could, that's exactly what Julie. That's exactly what D did last time. Yes, to Julie. True. But the way he re- responded, like agreed, it, it looked like he was surprised. It looked like he was very so much. Maybe, surprised. maybe we have some good actors. But I think this episode, yeah. um, that is, you know, yeah, D gets the uh, D gets the outwit for me just to have the wherewithal 100%. to get Drew out. And again, that's why these is not the re before, and this is not like this is no I two four. Like no. these are not ride or dies. No. Hundred percent, and I agree. I think D definitely outwit here. We're gonna, I'm gonna dive into a little bit more psychology here. Um, keep it, keep it, keep it thirty thousand feet for us. Thirty thousand feet, helicopter doesn't no fly seat, that high, but no seatbelt signs. No seatbelt signs. <laughs> but I want to talk about misattribution of arousal. Okay, so Jesus Christ, big words. I know, big words. But it's basically the idea is we're like dodging in between canyons. This is not 30,000 feet. No, dude. Let <laughs> me explain it. All right. Think the bachelor. Why do people fall in love on the bachelor? 
because they're told that they should be falling in love. Good, good, good answer. A ish, lot of it. Good-ish. Goodish. Think about the rewards that they go on or the dates they go on. Skydiving. Oh, fantastic. Right? Oh, like being really high, roller coasters, things like that. Um, being really high in the sky. <laughs> I was gonna say, I didn't. But yeah, are we going? Yeah, I edibles are on. <laughs> on. It is That's in California, but um, think about the helicopter, right? Bit mm-hmm. of a scary experience. Gets your heart yeah. racing, right? Heart pumping, things like that. Psychology research shows that people are more likely to find others attractive or find um, other people more interesting or want to call people if your heart rate gets up from activities like this. So there's a really famous study where they were crossing a rickety bridge really high and one of the workers handed them the phone number on the bridge. People were more likely to call her if they went on the very high rickety bridge than the very safe low bridge. And that's misattribution of arousal. So people think that their heart rate racing is because they're attracted or they really love this person. But it's typically something like a helicopter ride. (laughs) Like you're suspended in the air. Exactly. So that's why like The Bachelor works because... Really, people shouldn't fall in love that quickly, but that arousal helps it out. So that's my that's my thirty thousand feet. I love psychology. That. I'm gonna you. use that. I'm gonna use that way too often. Exactly. Forward. It's um, a really good one. But the th- that's why I think D gets my outwit here because she overcame that. I think she was deep in it, ooh. but she was still able to be like, oh. "Listen, this game's for a million dollars. I have family on the other side. This move is better for me." Even though I might, well, she like person. she doesn't give a fuck about her family. She swore on her mother. That is true. It's true. <laughs> She's out here grinding. No, that's really interesting. Um, also, The Bachelor, two super hot people together doesn't hurt either. Doesn't uh, hurt. Just I... does not. It doesn't. It's not hurting anything. It's not. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But misattribution of arousal. Yes. Oh. It's I wonder, and, and it's it's like trauma bonding, really. A yeah, in a bit. way, in a way, for sure. It's a different form of trauma bonding, for sure. Um, mm, that's like different form, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's like kind of one A, one B. They're like very closely related, for sure. Mm. So it's just it's fascinating, and it's you know, Survivor is the new psychological study, baby. And so, are you alluding to the physical helicopter ride where they were together, or are you alluding to the emotional um, and high? paced heart rated game that survivor is or both i think thinking the helicopter ride no that's that's a great question it's a little bit of i would say it's it's both i think a lot of Mm -hmm. these these challenges and just like uh tribal council um any moment where they're having these really high stress moments definitely Mm -hmm. is helping that out but we really saw that change on the helicopter ride and I think that did. I think that was like a very big catalyst and a very big moment of arousal that I think helped push that forward. Um, I would say that was probably the main, but I think it was happening mm-hmm. before in a lot of other ways. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for for this to happen on Survivor. Like everything they do yep. is putting them into that that hyperactive heart racing state. So, yeah. Um, very very cool. Um, one thing that I noticed about, and this is bad like like weather i think isn't like when they're going through these really tough weather spells on survivor like that can really bring people together where it's like yeah. in proximity or closeness yeah fiji's weather is pretty solid it is and solid i know that yeah. is that 
Is that a hot take? No one really goes to Fiji for the weather, I don't think, right? <laughs> yeah. No. So I just no. discovered that. Yeah. Um, that is science. Uh, that is science. <laughs> but okay. So I, I I love that you said it's about Survivor generally, but specifically the helicopter ride, mm-hmm. which is disclosed to Austin that that is a part of what they are doing when he wins reward. Mm-hmm. And his first pick is D automatically. And I think yes. that we've gone back and forth on this podcast about um, <clears throat> how you select the people that you go and rewards with. I'm sure that there's something in your um, psychology book about, you know, you don't want to just take your friends. I know that's a big thing that Tyson has talked about in his podcast. It needs to be strategic. Um, a couple of really interesting things about what Austin did. I think that he did absolutely the right thing by taking D. I think mm-hmm. that if you're into someone and you like, like have feelings for them, mm-hmm. this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Hundred percent. And like, I just am super happy for them regardless. Like I can't imagine how cool that experience was for them. Also how uncomfortable it probably was for Katura. I mean, dude, a, she, <laughs> he disclaimed, he was like, I don't really want to take this person, but I need a babysitter back <laughs> at camp. So, and she's yeah. just like, all right, sure. Yeah. It's like the second or third time Katura has just fell her ass backwards into a sweet reward. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I, I wanted to to say is that, yes, he call, Austin also calls out the fact that he's like, I don't want people plotting against me. And I think that that's why Austin has is, is always going to be just a little bit short in this season. In fact, I think that Austin probably doesn't really have a great chance of winning this game mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons um, that we can get into when we talk winner's picks. But to, to, to throw that target on yourself, like I don't want people plotting against me. Replying, yeah. I think he maybe said you in a um non in a in a general way. Yeah. Um, I think that's a bad survivor move. Mm-hmm. Personally. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, and ironically, who was left at camp? Jake. You said that this is when Jake found the idol. It is when Jake found the idol. I'm almost a allegedly positive. Allegedly. <laughs> so no one was babies. No one was doing a good job. Babies. They weren't babysitting. The kids well. were the kids were running wild. <laughs> um, Jake was taking his pants off and yeah. doing whatever. Um, but it goes back Julian to Jake. But it goes back to Drew and that mm-hmm. his frustration. And again, goes back to the choices made by Austin. His thought might have been in the right spot. Keep someone at camp to watch out. But you chose Drew, who already has these insecurities, and now they're coming you out. Just broke, and you just broke him down by not, select, exactly. not selecting him for and he's amazing reward. And he's not going to be a good babysitter if he's upset and he feels like he's mm-hmm. not part of the in-group anymore. Like It comes down to that, again, where the psychology of it, man. Like It was a good decision. Yeah. But, you know, he's not your typical MBA student. And he, he he's not. So he's absolutely not. He wasn't thinking that through too much. So, yeah, I think it was uh, unfortunate, man. And it could come back yeah. to bite Austin in the butt because Jake has an idol. Jake has an idol. And I think that Austin is Austin and D. Yeah, I think it's going to come back to bite Austin in the butt either way, because Austin and D are the only two, I think, that are really should be targeted next week yeah well and Ju- but julie is taking all of this heat which makes me think that she i mean i just yeah. am so curious about what's gonna happen i am too but my thing is like do you think katura and jake want to vote for julie or do they want to f- vote for d and austin i feel like they want to work with julie i think that they're or they a see a bit path of... for working with julie yeah um 
I think considering, and we'll talk about it. We'll, let's talk about it in winners' picks. I don't want to give okay. too much away. Um, so let's let's pivot real quick because I think this yeah. is gonna be a quick section. Outplay of the week. Um, for me, this is D. I think that D winning immunity again, a very cool challenge. Um, Survivor continues to evolve. This is a challenge that we haven't seen before mm-hmm. with the with the ball that you have to balance with your kind of like really some like hip flexor yeah. stability. Um. I think it's a challenge that everyone has a shot at. Um, balance is a big part of it. As we saw, Drew lost his balance. Um, really impressive by D. Um, I think that she is one of the more um, athletic kind of st- stable. I'm going to just say athletic. We're not going to get into yeah. other. Like I was going to say stable. That's just a really horrible <laughs> way to describe someone. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. So D wins my outplay of the week. Uh, if if Austin had won, I mean, he won a great reward challenge. Yeah, he he should he should be considered as well. But D's my outplay of the week. Who'd you got? I have Austin. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I his, thought you had. Okay, yeah. No, sorry. I had Austin. My my yeah. net his net finish yeah. was one point five. Like, how can you not not give him an outplay? You know, <laughs> he did well. Nerd, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> he had a good one. Um. I think that that I really want to talk about that challenge for a second, though, because I do think it's really cool. But it's the safest part was not where D had it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. D had it at that edge where it was a little bit unsafe because that's where Mama J had it. And Mama J felt comfortable. And then two seconds later, she was out, you know. Right. But yeah, so that's just like I really think Austin had no chance of winning that challenge. So I give him my outplay. For getting second place because that's the real winner in that challenge because he still has love and mm. still he does have a, and and he there was it was a no lose situation mm-hmm. in fact i think he almost like they would have been better off if because he has his idol that he had to he play. was gonna play so it, it was yeah. either it was either gonna be played on him or it was gonna be played on d so it was a no lose situation they set yeah. themselves up great for that I hope that these are things that they are noting down that they should be talking about at Final Tribal. Um, I hope so, but knowing Austin, it's not not going to be it. Not a lot, not a lot going on. Um, and again, typical MBA student. No, typical I'm MBA student. I'm, I take some shots. I got to take some shots every once in a while. I got a lot of friends that are far smarter than me that are doing that stuff. <laughs> I'm just joking around, everyone. Oh, I oh, love that. It's my favorite. I'm just joking. Favorite joke, dude. Oh my gosh. Um, and god i feel bad that was just a joke i promise um okay <laughs> outlast of the week this one for me goes to julie uh mm. i was not convinced that they should be targeting julie two episodes ago i thought she was good but i thought that as we had described she had a couple episodes where she was not making winners types decision type of decisions mm-hmm. um and people were really emphasizing the pathos the fact that people were just going to feel endeared to julie and they might um However, <clears throat> she has been bobbing and weaving. She has a successful idol play. She has had the target on her in the two most important votes mm-hmm. of tribal council. She just, whether it was her move or Jake's move, and I think it was mm-hmm. kind of Jake's move to go to get Drew, actually. Yeah. But she's going to get credit for that move against Jake. Dee's yeah. maybe going to be able to get a little bit of it. Um, but, but Julie's going to get credit for that. Yeah. So I think that Julie has gone through the eye of the storm the last three episodes the last three votes yeah um she's it's funny because at the moment you're like oh she was probably the first time that she was getting voted she was probably like oh this sucks like i don't want to be the one on the outs 
but it was really the best thing for her game. Like it would have been the best thing for anyone yes. in Reba's game is to be except exactly. for Drew, obviously. But you know, like if you can overcome adversity, you change your game, and now all of a sudden you're a serious yes. threat to win. So it's she it's does her best work under pressure. She's she doing her best work under pressure, and it it's full circle because this is what granted Katura and Katura and Jake had this opportunity. Mm-hmm. They both their names were written down a little bit. They were both in the pressure, and I think. Yeah, Julie is showing us how it's done. So outlast of the week goes to my girl, Mama J. Love that. I, I want to throw this out there. Mama J, the way she plays so old school, the way she was talking about, oh, you broke my trust. Now I can't trust you. Now it's your time to go. It feels like yeah. if she just spoke to it a little bit more, she would be such like she would be like a Boston robber, a Sandra. Like she would be that kind of killer old school player that everyone loves like dude, there's some godfather in her there is there a little is, bit of... dude the way she plays it it's very very much like you break my trust i don't i'm we're done like mm-hmm. and i think it's so cool i wish she just spoke a little bit better so that they could have edited her into this mm-hmm. just absolute the boss whole time the whole time yeah i think that her and d are working very much they're working they're a lot closer than i thought they were um mm-hmm. and i knew that they were close but i just Mm -hmm. I think if we could, there are a couple of quotes that D has that are very similar and I'm not giving D the same credit that I'm giving Julie. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. I I don't care. Quit, quit, quit asking. Cause I'm not going to give her credit. (laughs) Um, so I think there are a couple of quotes there where if you kind of put those two players together, they're playing a really, really, really well-rounded all-time game between the two of them. Unfortunately, it's two players and we're going to see what happens. Exactly. No, I'm, I really like that. We'll talk about it again more with the winner's picks, but probably like six mm-hmm. podcast episodes ago, we were talking mm-hmm. about a move that D and Mama J made and the move mm-hmm. should have really been credited to Mama J, but D was seen as kind of the one who kind of played it. It was the, it was the, the J Maya. It was like right around that time when the J Maya yeah. and um, Sifu vote type okay. thing. Oh, yes. And and that's just my kind of thing is like, I think Mama J has been playing way better than D. I don't think D deserves as much credit as she has been. Mm-hmm. E- those earlier votes, especially. And now that we've just continued to go on, Mama J has continued to play better than D the entire time, in my opinion, at yep. least. But I, I agree. It's recency bias. And this is when it counts the most. Mm-hmm. D, Julie has been getting fired at her. She's been She's been taking on fire. Yeah. And so... D's had this opportunity to flex and have these really cool deceptive Mm -hmm. moments. And like, that's why, you know, we started this, I I did give her a little credit. So I I did lie. She's played a ridiculous 48 hours. She's played really, really well. D has, but that's because Julie is, is really taking on so much of this burden and meat shields are, are are good to have unless you sit next to him at final tribal. And I think if Julie, I think if Julie gets there, yeah, shoot. I was critical of them going after her, but this is this is self-fulfilling. I think she might be a, unstoppable. Absolutely. And it's like, it's funny because like D had a great 40 hours, but Mama J had an incredible 48 hours too. She played Nidal. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Play, and successfully played Nidal yeah. to take out Emily, who was playing another yeah. great section of the game. Exactly. <sighs> it's so, And it's interesting. I go back to the quote. Emily says, if you're going to take a shot at Mama J, you cannot miss. And... They took a shot at Mama J and, and they Emily, missed and they missed and Emily took the brunt of it. But yep. it's, it's and then Drew took it's, it's the quotes. Those quotes, man, are very interesting when it comes down to the winner. I'm I'm fascinated by 
she she's been taking uh, shots and now she's kind of she's doing what people are saying she's been doing so yep and how tempting it must have been for her i mean i know she knew austin had an idol but it must have been very tempting for her to put a vote on austin to try and get oh austin yeah out. yeah you would have played an idol it would have backfired it just there's a lot of really precise decision making going on so yeah. anyway she deserves, she deserves a lot of credit yeah um but, I want to after throw that just I would say after that just parade of Julie praise. Do you really want to give us your outplay? Yeah, I do want to give you my outplay of the week. Or our, our last of the yeah. week. <laughs> All right. Michael Michael thinks that we, we keep giving this guy pity points. But I do. <laughs> I'm gonna give my Tell my yeah. my outlast to Jake. I mean, he found an idol, people. He's he's going to the final four. <laughs> and he can win immunity. He can win fire, but most likely he's just going to be taken because he's a goat. So he's going to be a final three competitor. How can you not he's give a, him the not last? He's a he's a lion in goat's clothing, though. I don't know if you caught that. He is. But that was his that was his quote of the week. That was his <laughs> fire up yeah. of the week. You know, um, I kind of miss Harv right now because Harv loves to have Jake quotes, and I'm sure he has a, a number <laughs> yeah. of Jake quotes from this week that were great. Yeah. No. Between between. There are a few things that Harv would have done really well. I I called out Katura and Jake not making big, not making the right votes. I'm sure Harv would know about what votes they made over the last six, yeah. six tribals. He for sure would know when this when this idol was played or when this idol was, was found. Down. Even though Bryce, I think you're right. I think I am. But for sure. but, he, but but Harv would shut it down. He'd be like, no. the, ten seconds this in, he would have this. he would have had <laughs> the exact quote, the exact timestamp of everything. <laughs> he would have said literally exactly that. Um. <laughs> So yeah, it's again, but this is this is a little different, little different flavor yeah. of uh, we're of, spicing of it up. Survivor podcasting, yeah, a little exactly. different voting in the majority. It's like what do they call it? It's like the Taco Bell Live Moss or the Taco Bell <laughs> like yeah. after the one that serves alcohol oh, in, in Vegas. That's what us. they serve alcohol in the Taco Bell? Yeah, Cantina maybe. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely us. We're a little bit spicy. A little bit different. A little spicy, a little Doritos Locos, you know. Mm. Just start name, just start naming Taco Bell <laughs> products. We're a chalupa. A little cinnamon, yeah. little cinnamon stick. We're a Baja Blast um, Breeze. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you the outplay. You found an idol. It's a cool moment for him, and Outlast. he's just having a good time. He's having a good time. He is. Outlast. Outlast. Winners um, of the winner of, my winner of the episode is 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 Julie because of what I said I think for her to dodge two votes D has not had to dodge votes Austin has not had to dodge votes mm-hmm. I think her dodging back to back votes is a very big for her game especially when Reba's turned on her they turned on her twice she was able to avoid it and that like if you if if the Reba's are trying to get you I think that's a testimony to the Bellows that are on the jury that oh shit like she really is that good like mm. she's better than we think she is so yep. i think this one goes to julie like that that's a really good one and just to be different i'm gonna say d because good pick we talked about it you know i just i'm so impressed with her being able to understand that this is like she's there to win and she's really mm-hmm. playing to win and she didn't she told she told um Austin or no she told Mama J when it mattered she didn't tell Austin when it mattered she allegedly I'm serious I'm still allegedly. curious about that but I agree I agree that she didn't she, I just don't want to get caught with my pants yeah around my ankles mm-hmm. she's playing with her or with her mind she's not playing with her heart and so that's <clears> that's the reason why she's gonna beat Austin in the end because Austin 
is playing with his heart. Yeah, it really is. Um, cool. And she's really smart. I think she's really smart. She's really smart, dude. Also, yeah. wait, can we just can we just talk about Austin and his glow up, his quote unquote glow up? He's oh, like, yeah, I'd love to talk about it. I have so much more confidence now because I'm just more attractive. Like it was such a it's a fun, funny little thing. It's such a literally though. It's just a wild soundbite. Yeah, um, and it's so funny. Like he's an MBA. Like he's getting his MBA. I'm sure he had a tremendous undergrad. You know, journey. Yeah. He's a smart guy. I'm sure he's got a great job. And yet, it's the physical attractiveness. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some psychology that you can come oh, prepared for, sure. for next time about that. We'll read up on it. Let you know. <laughs> yeah, we um, I love that. Um, I'm I'm surprised he didn't talk about his Tourette's either. Like, that was did he have Tourette's? He had Tourette's when he was a kid. He had a mild form of Tourette's, mm. and that's the reason why. Like, that was my only note in our pre-survivor draft was that he had Tourette's, and I was like, oh, that's just interesting thing to note. But weird he didn't bring that up. Um, it is interesting. Also, I have Austin D and Julie on my Survivor fantasy team, don't I? Yeah, because you had the entire red tribe. You were killing it. I think Drew yeah. was my last player. Yeah. Um, all right. I just want to make sure we we're still. I just needed my flowers. Um <laughs> I think we're gonna try and get a hold of Andrew Harvey here and go over some winners picks. Does that winners sound picks? does that, that sound great right? to me? And these are the these are the real winners picks, although I'll I'll call it out. These are winners picks. This is no, certified, take it, take it to the take it to the bank, mm-hmm. lock it in, hundred seven percent interest rate. 25 year mortgage. Seven percent. All right. Let's get uh let's get Harv on the phone. All righty. And it looks like we have a caller on line one. Caller on line one, what can we do for you today? You're with voting in the majority. Dude, that was the exact same intro as uh T Pain's uh what is that? It's not look at me now. Or is it look at me now? Hey, we got no. a caller on line one. Hey, call it, look at <laughs> it is exactly is that, what I was thinking. Of is I that what you're it. going for? That was so yeah. funny. That was awesome. Um, what song is that? It's not. Is it buy you a drink? Uh, it's bartender. I think no bartender. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, T Pain song. I'll figure um, it out. Caller on line one. Caller on line one is doing good. For those who couldn't remember, it's been a while since I've been been on the pod. This is Andrew Harvey, former and I guess future co-host of Voting on the Majority. But oh. today I'm calling in as a guest. Um, really excited to be here. Really excited to be here. Really happy that you guys well, we're, made the time we're happy the programming to have you here to get yeah, me on. Yeah, it's it's a good day. Happy to be hosting you. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is I my esteemed, say, this is my esteemed co-host Bryce. By the way, my, yep. yep, I'm the esteemed co-host. I will say we we had a great hosting job today by this guy over here. Oh, he did God. he did a great job. Mr. Gutierrez was holding it down. Um, and maybe a little bit word for word exactly what our old host used to do, but you know, you it like sounded to get, good. You like to get people comfortable. Um, you like to get people comfortable. Uh, you know what, Bryce? As long as we're sharing the love, I was in a bad mood when I when I hopped on this when I hopped on this Zoom call, and you pulled me right out of it. I, this could not have been a more pleasant two and a half. No, it was not two and a half hours, but it <laughs> certainly was a lot of time. Uh, wow. I'm just I'm just delighted. My days turned around. I'm feeling a little less hungover than I was. Might be the kombucha talking. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, Michael. While we're sharing the love, I'd just like to say, Michael, I had a great time recording this episode with you. So <laughs> we're just going to keep going back and forth. I love it. <laughs> it's like Andy and Dwight uh, just returning favors. 
Yeah, favors. Favors. And Harv is just uh, – how's that third wheel feel, feeling, Harv? Feel good? I feel like I'm intruding a little bit. Do you guys want me to step out of the Zoom and give you guys a private room or we've something? Had plenty, like... We've had plenty of private room time today. Um, yeah, we have. So we're well, here to talk about the winner's picks, right? Winner's picks, yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. are the, the real ones. These are the ones that matter. We've been, there's a lot of conjecture that's been going around the last seven, eight, nine, ten weeks. Yeah. Yes. That was that Disregard was awesome. everything. Yep. Yep. Nothing we said before we actually believed. Any everything from this point on, the fifty-seven minute mark of this episode on is all the only things we actually believe are gonna happen. So yeah, take that, that as you will. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. Um, unless the diehards, and by that of course I do mean Bryce or Harv, can go back in the archives and find a, a take that I had. Cause I do remember having Ju- I, I was on Julie pretty early. I was on Julie really early. So um yep. In that case, then that is regarded, but otherwise disregard. Um, so, <laughs> Harv, to fill you in, we just talked about it. We just went through our winners of the episode, our outwit, outlast, outplay of the weeks. Um, unfortunately, you don't get to submit for those. It's tough. I tried no, to get yeah. our producer to do it. He said no. I said outplay of the week was D. I said outwit of the week was also D. And I said yeah, outlast, and then I said outlast of the week was Julie, and my winner of the week was Julie. So I just split it between, <laughs> just <laughs> just played it yeah. safe actually. Um, and Bryce had outplay of the week as Austin because he finished on average one point five. Yep, brought average out average one point five finish right there. A first, second, a first and second. Um, just a real math decision there. Outwit of the week was also D. Yeah. And his outlast of the week was an absolute bona fide joke, but he gave it to he gave it to Jake, I guess. <laughs> Which we just gotta stop doing. Like I think we gotta stop. <laughs> uh he's gonna he, he's gonna be Bryce's winner of the episode uh after the final tribal. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce is gonna he's going home at four and Bryce is gonna be like really great Jake episode. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. I'm a big fan of Jake though. I mean, if anybody had to win this uh, this season, why not Jake? Do you really do you not like Jake that much? I like how it's like if anyone had to win, like we're not sure yet. Again, Bryce was <laughs> or Hart was saying we just maybe don't have a winner this this year. Yeah, roll it over to next I year after the the week game. I mean, it's, I don't even know if it's a week gameplay, but it's just not really inspiring what we've been yeah. seeing lately. I think it's double it, give it to the next no, person. No, it's not. Kind of vibe. And yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for Harv to listen to our takes earlier in the episode so that you can kind of understand the week gameplay and what how we feel about it. So um, oh, nice. But let's roll into some, some winner's picks here. Uh who wants to start us off? Yo, well, Bryce, do you want to take us through the format? What I are can't... we what are we picking? And or do we have any oh, tiebreakers yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything Sorry. like that that we're rolling with? Jump in the gun again. Jump in the gun again. Sorry, my bad. Harv peak, um, peak too soon. We put down we put down a little bit of a friendly wager, five dollars on this oh, okay. for the winner. Yep, we're putting okay. down five dollars, so ten dollars to the winner here. Well, we're no, picking ten, win- ten spot, a ten, ten spot, spot to the winner. Ten, ten spot, spot to the winner. Ten <laughs> spot to the winner here. We're going winner of the season straight up. Any ties? We're gonna pick final threes as well. After we're gonna explain winners, but we don't really. We're not gonna explain final three as deeply. Mm-hmm. Final three projection is gonna be our uh, tiebreaker for mm-hmm. this competition. And we're gonna do a little little game here. See who can be the, really the voting and the majority champion here. This is what it all comes down to. With everything yeah. we've done this season, there's been a lot of 
a really heated battle, but comes down to this. Yeah. My fantasy team is just it we had a hiccup and now we're just back to waxing y'all. So uh yeah, they are really I good. This I think that should be factored into the winner of the season as well. We'll um, consider it. We'll consider my, it. My plan is to talk through like the scenario of why this person is gonna win. So we don't need to get into the details of who goes at five, who goes at four, who wins that. Um Perfect. We'll keep it nice and sharp. Um hard as our as our guest. What are we thinking? Are you wanting to lead off? Do you want to bat that cleanup i feel really good about the final three i'm going to give out and i'm really struggling to pick a winner out of it but i'll do it i'll do it okay i'm ready i'll go first um i'm gonna go final three of julie d and jake oh i think I would fucking mm. love that i would love that i think um i guess you said not to explain the final three but i'm just no. gonna give a little bit we know jake's through we know Jake's through five because um, yep. he's got his idol. And then D, I think, is the next sec- or safest choice after Jake because Jake will just get taken as they go. D's got two choices to take her in either Austin or Julie, two people that would take her to the end. And then I think Julie's more likely to win the final immunity for some reason than Austin. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like she's just due for one. She's been so close knocking on the door. I feel like she's going to kind of stamp it. And so with that, if I think she's going to win final immunity, I'm going to give Julie the winner, man. I think uh-huh. I don't love it. I don't love it, but wow. God, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mm. really like that. I like that. And I think that the D to the final three is is a very important factor because she does have those two choices. I think Mama J's loyalty to her is knows no bounds. It's how I wish my yeah. own mother loved me, you know? <laughs> one can only dream um and real quick just i know we were bryce was gassing up jake and michael was kind of trying to turn him down i threw him in my final three just to be clear this is not uh i think jake's gonna get jake's not gonna get to the final three he's gonna stumble and wake up and find himself in the final three on day 26 through just absolutely no intention of his own he this last episode just so we're all clear he found an idol Mm. yeah we're all, we're all clear on that part. Very, no, we're not very... all clear for sure, though. Do you know when he found that idol? Did he yeah, find that is... before reward or after reward? Uh, you did say you were not super locked in, so this is maybe I not... wasn't super locked in. I would and... hasten a guess that it was between reward and immunity. That feels Whoa. right, but I'm not 100% on that. Feels right. Okay. Whoa! No, No one's 100%. <laughs> And let's be clear, we were throwing you a lot of flowers. Harb didn't, we weren't sure if he was going to be able to make this podcast. So it would make this recording. So had he known he was going to be here, I have the utmost confidence that he would probably know between mm-hmm. the third or like he'd know between minute 36 and between minute 38 is when Jake. Exactly. Died. And he would have um, had yeah, to we keep the Jake that as well. Yeah, yeah. We missed out on a lot of Jake. We tried to throw some Jake quotes in there, but we weren't as effective. Yeah. Um, We just started making up Jake quotes so, at some point. So. I interrupted because that was when that idol was no was a bit, much bigger topic than it should have been throughout the first part of the episode. <laughs> and we we're not clear whether he found the clue Austin. or the idol. Well, he found the clue, but we're not clear whether he found, he found we found who did he find Sifu's idol? Like I'm not 100 percent sure whose was, idol. He yes, found it, was, it was it was Sifu's idol. idol. I yeah. think that's who it was. <laughs> um, and so anyway, he finds this idol, and then he goes to Katura and he's like, "Hey." Let's let's make a big move. Let's tie the vote and draw rocks. And he, that's his move. He wants to draw rocks. Like his goal is to draw rocks. 
And it's like, dude, you just found an idol. Like you could make any move you wanted to. You can do mm -hmm. anything you want and you yep. want to draw rocks. Like that's where your head goes. And I was feeling bad for him earlier because he was a little bit out of the loop. And I was like, this isn't his fault. Like the alliances are just shaking out in a way that isn't great for him. But the mm -hmm. more I watch of him, I'm like, dude, your decision-making and thought process is just, you're, you're on the wrong boat right now. You're not, you're not thinking right. 100%. Uh, yeah, it goes, it goes to show, it's exactly with my confessional that I had earlier. Yep. Uh, Harv, it's like, it's like I texted you to tell you to say something like that. That was so good. <laughs> These guys don't even know what to do with the opportunities that they have. They, they, they wouldn't know what to do with it if they had it. Yeah. They don't. And yeah, Jake. And Katura's not like, that's a bad idea. She's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's so funny because Jake literally said, this is very similar to the last time I tried to do this. <laughs> and so it's a little bit of redemption. It's like the cognitive dissonance in Jake. He could change his behavior, but no, he still wants to be known as the person that's tied the vote and did that. Like... <laughs> He is being, he is just a fool sometimes, man. But wow. Wow. It's it's going to be funny. It's going to be like watching Jake. It Because I do believe you're right, Harv. I think that Jake in Final Tribal is about a lock. It's a I lock. Think, I think that seeing him in Final Tribal is going to be like what it's going to be like when we do the roulette thing to see which one of us doesn't watch the episode. It's going to be like, <laughs> this guy has no idea. This guy's got no clue what's going on the whole time. Jake's going to be talking about things just not from Survivor. Just like, well, you know, I I actually studied really hard for the bar. So yeah. I, that might mean you yeah. should give me my, your vote tonight. Like, uh... He's like, I was in a play one time and yeah. I wanted to be the mother. <laughs> yeah. Just off so, the face. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'm locked in there and I tore Jake down a little bit while I also while gave him props. Some. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so there you go. It's the only way to treat Jake. You got to give him props while you tear him down. It's the only um, way to exactly, exactly. Guy. All backhanded, all all charity, if you will. Um, yeah. Also, like I would be very I to to be clear. And again, I'm I'm too I'm too nice to these contestants because of just like some outlandish things that I had said earlier. So I feel like I'm like constantly trying to gain rapport for when we get one of them on the pod. Um, <laughs> I'd be very proud of, of Jake if you're Jake. I think he put together a very valiant performance. I act like he's off the show already. He's not, but like fought through the the wooziness, the dizziness. He prepared for yeah, he's just he's 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 fought really hard. Um yeah. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for Emily being such a uh cool story about her overcoming a lot of things. I think Jake would have been that story on this season mm. because he did overcome a lot of um, stumbling blocks throughout the whole time. So, so but, I'm, I'm going to go next, Bryce, actually. Let me stop you there. You um, you. I'm going to go with, I'm giving Jake, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of faith in Jake. So what I'm going to say for my final three is I think that Jake is going to get to final three for the I think he'll be there. I hope he plays his idol at five, not on himself. I hope that he plays it on someone else that he knows is getting the votes, and I want him to take D out of this game. So I'm going to go with Julie, Austin, Jake. So I'm going to replace D. I think Katura's not making fire. Um, I'm going <laughs> to take D. I'm going to take Austin and replace D in your top three, Harv. Um, don't know if I have the confidence. I think that D, I think that Austin could win the final for immunity challenge i think d still beats him or i mean austin or oh, i think austin could win the final immunity challenge and i think julie still beats him i think he's gonna have a lot of 
a hard time articulating to the jury what's going on. The fact that he misplayed his idol when he could have played it for Jake, who he's going to say was his, you know, one of his top two allies, like that is not a good sign for him. He's been he was not in, involved in the in the the in the vote for Drew either, even though you know that's not a good sign for him. I think Julie's mm-hmm. gonna run. I think Julie might run away with this one in that situation. Yeah. I think it's gonna be tight if D is in there, but I, I really the way that Julie and I just finished talking about it, so I'll be I'll get off my soapbox. The way that she's had to fight through it, fight through people throwing her name getting votes in the two most important tribal councils is that is, I think a a much stronger Testament to what she's able to do, especially the successful idol play getting Emily out. Hopefully she can get D out of the game without any blood on her hands. I think that that would be perfect. Perfect. I can't believe Austin never got the idol back. I'm still not over that. I, he gave the idol away, and then she used it to get his number one ally out. He's like, just a bad player. He's so dumb. He's so dumb. He is dumb. Yeah, that's another thing. Like she's yeah, yeah. Um, I like that you changed it up. I like that you got a different final three. And so you both said Mama J for the winner. We both said Mama J, and we both have Katura out. Yep. So final three. My mine was actually Mama J and. Um, it was going to be literally exactly what Harv said, like final three mm. winner, the whole thing. Um, so lucky you got to go first there, Harv. I will <laughs> change it up. I don't want to say Mama J as the winner, although I really want to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change it up. You sound conflicted. I am. I'm, I'm very conflicted because I want to say Mama J and then Jake and Katura final three and Mama J wins. That's I would. Oh, I'd be dream scenario. Yeah, I'm just like. I feel like the producers didn't talk a lot about this season. And I think it's just going to be a shit finale, but I kind of like mama J winning the challenge, putting Jake and D in the fire making challenge, D winning fire making, going to the finals and winning it all over mama J. So I'm going to take D as my winner with Mm -hmm. mama J and Katura in the final switch it up. So I won't just need... to be clear, you think Jake is going home with an idol uh, at no, five? At, at four, he's going to lose fire. Oh, to D. Oh, to, oh, sorry. He's going to lose fire to D. D. My bad. The only reason, I mean, if I was playing smart, I'd put Jake in my final three, but I have a We're different not. winner than, than y'all. So it's like, why do I? If I'm if, if D wins, I win. If D doesn't win, I lose anyway. So, you know, we'll be a little bit different. I, I would also love to see, I, I, none of us picked it. An Austin D Julie final three, I think. Would be oh, very, that'd be so fun. Very interesting. Um, It'd be really good. I think D might. I think that Austin would literally just like be out there petitioning for D almost. Like, I think there would be like. I think he should. Would, he definitely should. I mean, because he's going to yeah, get I, half of that Millie. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I could see Mama J going out next up. Next episode. Next vote. They got to take her out now. I mean, Bryce, hit us with they, the Emily quote. Hit us with the Emily quote. If you're going to take a shot at Mama J, you better not miss. Yep. They missed. And then as Emily as Emily walks out after getting vote out, she says, I'm going to vote for the best player and freaking stares at Mama J because everyone knows what she's meant by that. Like, Bars. it's everyone's everyone should know. And somehow I'm pretty sure Jake's going to use his idol to get Katura out. 
Like I, God, dude, he's so dumb. <laughs> no, that's crazy. No, that he's gonna no... be like, I got, I got the last Bellow out. Like, isn't that a good move? Aren't you guys impressed with that? I, I eliminated Bellow. I, I'm the last <laughs> remaining Bellow member. Is it's um, a, that that is gonna be enough to earn him Bryce's outplay of the week? <laughs> of the week. <laughs> My winner of the week is Jake <laughs> for next week. Um, uh, no, I could see, I think Austin, because he kind of got betrayed by Mama J and D here, I could see him getting upset and working with Katura and Jake to go after a Mama J vote on this final five. No, okay, man. I don't see it. My man is I, head I over take. heels. My man is head over heels. He is not working against his lady ever. All right. Talk to me in 72 hours, y'all. I don't talk to me in 72 hours. I will say, though, on that subject, because that was one thing that I was very intrigued by this episode. I don't know if I'd call it a good play or a bad play from Dee, but just very interesting that she did not tell Austin who the vote was going to be after he told her the week before and, like, saved her number one. She didn't return the favor and save his number one. Gameplay-wise, I don't know if it honestly makes it like, probably a, a good smart play. move. Well, because then what she also does is she takes the operator, whether, whether she knows it or not, I think she does. She's taking the opportunity for him to make a game-changing play in the final six away, which is a huge resume boost that yeah. he could use and should use. He has no idea, so now he now wrongly plays the idol. Yeah. Um, right. And she's she's cutthroat. She's she is. she's out there swearing. She's swearing on her mama. She's cutthroat. Um, yeah. If there's two people that came out to Survivor to win, it's Mama J and D. So I think those yeah. are the two that deserve to win. I, I like that. Do you think for you guys, I mean, it'd be really hard without ever being on Survivor to understand the emotional toll it takes. But do you think in your like a relationship you have with like a loving partner, if they did something like D just did to Austin on Survivor and like completely fucked him, but like they clearly love each other and want to be together. Like I would have a really hard time getting past that. But I guess, it, I mean, it is yeah. part of the game. You both know what you signed up for. But God, that is cold. I mean, if you put me on a helicopter ride, I might. But. <laughs> Harv, what do you know about misattributed arousal? I would love for you to elaborate on that question before I answer it. Nope. Because nope. I don't know exactly what no. you're talking about. You'll just have to listen um, back to the episode. You'll have to listen to the pod. You'll have to listen to the pod. Um, okay. I think it becomes a lot easier, the fact that they are, when we see them at the next tribal council, they're going to be 20, 36 hours away from being done with the game. I think that that makes it a lot easier to fuck over someone that you have that relationship with, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think like you're going to see them. Everything's going to be okay. They, I think that Reba has just been so overly supportive and overly that, well, until recently, but I think that they understand that they're going to have to eat each other a little bit. I think those two, I don't think that they thought that it was going to stretch to that relationship. Um, yeah. But also, you I'm happy do. it did. I'm happy it did. I, I don't, I don't watch Survivor for the romances if it's not Robin Ambo. Unless, unless it's Franny and Matt, though. You were all on board with Braddy last year. Was I? You were, you were you a loved... big fan. You were a I big don't... fan. I will tell you what. They just they give me the I you know I <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think You're I likened to... them. I think I likened them to like a McAllister couple. Like they just make me yeah. happy. And these well, two... and then you and you and Franny had that moment as well. Number one voting yeah. in the majority, you know, moment of it the was season. the number one photo of this year from voting in the majority. Um yeah, I mean Franny and I obviously everyone knows we met 
it's kind of a meet cute of sorts. She said I was her number two. Um, yeah, it's cool. Francis, Fra Fra right? Francis, is it Francis? Uh, I know her Francis Marin. Marin. Marin, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite quote. I think from our podcast of all time. <laughs> Just that the Franny. Right? <laughs> yeah uh kindred spirits um yeah. oh man yeah so i uh and these guys are, they, they've had some douchey quotes they've had some douchey moments i think there's a yeah those 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 matter too so i mean to answer your question harv i think i could get over it but i'm also not falling in love on survivor like i'm there for a right. million dollars like well that's austin's it. there for 386,000 whatever half after taxes so good for him <laughs> but i mean he's not but, your typical mba student man he thinks about it's not all about numbers it's about love plus numbers man <laughs> by bryce's logic actually austin's gonna win the season because he's gonna have a net you know 4.8 instead of whatever you know, exactly he's gonna, be, he's gonna average out more money because he's getting two <laughs> spots worth of money in this exactly like how yeah, so like Boston Rob really won uh, in All Stars because he got his hundred thousand plus he got Amba's million dollars. Well, and, so. and he didn't have to pay million dollar taxes. Exactly. That's, God, he, that's smart. Rob really I, nailed that one. Good for him. Rob did. Yeah, I, he did. I think. I also think that one thing I'm not a hundred percent sure about is who's going to win. Oh, actually I do think I know who's going to win like Sia's player of the year. You know how she picks. Oh she picks yeah. Her, I think that we're giving this one to Emily this year. I think Emily's I think getting so. this one. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, fan, doesn't fan she favorite. do it also off of like nature, like people that respect nature. Like, isn't she really big about that? Or am I completely off? Don't remember that. Here? I don't, oh. I, I, I'm tempted to say that you're, you're, you're really, really, so really off, but <laughs> I could be off <laughs> in saying that also. I thought like there used to be like an award used to go out. See, I think really loves animals. And so I think like animals have to do with it as well. So I don't think there was any big moment with animals in the season, but just my thought. Never mind. Um, last thing I want to say before we part, just again, I want it on record. I'm not 100%, 100%, sure that D did not tell Austin what was going down and they didn't act this whole thing out. I'm not 100%. Now yeah, it would essentially that... be an admission of an admission of loss for Austin to then knowingly play his idol. He should have gone home with it in his pocket then for a confidence play, like didn't need to play it. Mm. But I'm not a hundred percent because there are some good actors on this season. Julie has been good. D's been good. I don't have uh, Austin did look terribly, terribly surprised, but I'm not yeah. I'm not willing to stake my reputation on it because I I have so much to lose because I have such and a I... revered survivor mind. <laughs> I, you're absolutely right there um i will say i don't know if austin looks surprised so much as like genuinely heartbroken in that moment when he when he realized what was going on like he was like oh my like sad like tears almost almost welling up kind of thing I, is what i felt from him so i don't think he knew it's a good conspiracy theory because i mean he never put it past him yep i am just gonna say he didn't know and I'm yeah. pretty positive, but we're going to know in the first five minutes of next episode. Yeah, like, I'm excited. I'm excited so. for the breakdown because I really hope Austin like gets mad at me. I want that. Let's see. Let's get a little fireworks. Between them. <laughs> I can't I wait. I don't think he's getting mad. No, he's not. He's, he's going to be dude. He's... groveling. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, oh. But any, anyway, oh, Harv, thanks for joining the pod, man. This yeah, is, uh, I'm, this I'm, is fun. 
I'm yeah. glad we got thanks to do for it. thanks for listening to the podcast uh being a loyal loyal, loyal listener, listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and again the, the budget cuts were not personal it was literally just it's market trends and it's something that we had to do obviously couldn't afford couple, a host anymore a couple yeah, interns were casual interns were casualties as well that's why our data was a little bit off in this episode yep. this yeah. episode was a little bit skewed but I won't be on the lookout for my bi-weekly Friday paycheck, but I will be looking for that $100 Venmo for the for the guest spot that I did. Like we paid uh, yes, all our guests. Yes, so, absolutely. And then you can send you it back around to me when when I win the the pick to, uh, for the yes. final episode. So, so, right, so, right, right. Plus minus taxes. Um, exactly. We got to move some money around to get that delivered though. So Exactly. Just, well, if any of the yeah. listeners made it this far, um, we appreciate it. This is a long episode, but I think it was, I had fun. I thought it was a really I, good one. And we're excited to we're excited to cross the finale finish line with all of you. Uh, same way we started. Ooh. Christmas Absolutely. pod coming up soon. Christmas pod. Christmas pod, baby. We're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have some really fun things on that one. So stay tuned. Yeah. All right, y'all. Love to the uh, children. Love to the children. Uh, safe travels, uh, Harv. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll catch you guys on the flippy flip. <laughs>